listeners, welcome back to Two Peas in a Podcast, starring Mr. Cologne and Mrs. Harrison. This week's special guest is beloved Spanish teacher, Senora Bouchard. Be sure to keep listening if you want to find out how Senora became a teacher and ended up at visitation, her inspiration for teaching, and other really interesting stories. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's David Cologne. I'm the head of school at Visitation Academy here in St. Louis, Missouri. I want to welcome you to our podcast. Hi, I'm Danielle Harrison, the Director of Mission Integration. And yes, we are here, Two Peas in a Podcast. And today we are so just happy to have our special guest. Bienvenido, señora. Muchas gracias. La maestra más famosa de, de esta ciudad. Bueno, si quieres, seguimos en español y los volvemos locos. My name is Graciela Bouchard, and I am a teacher here at Visitation Academy. This coming year, I will be 20 years with Visitation, and I have been many more years in other places. Well, we are honored to have you here. You know, one of the things we, we do is we had, you know, um, Grace Schwartz, recommend someone and you were the name that first came to mind to her so that was very exciting she wanted here to talk about your life and career as a teacher and just sort of your inspiration for teaching so welcome and Danielle did you have any questions for yeah Danielle? first I would just say what inspires you as a teacher first of all when I was 12 years old and I live in Colombia where I am originally from Actually, on Saturdays, I asked the maids, because at that time, everybody had a maid, to come to my house to teach them how to write and read and the basic mathematics. Of course, I didn't have any idea how to teach. They had to memorize everything, but I enjoyed doing it. And I could see, because they come, uh, a lot of analphabet people to work in town, and that's the reason why they were not able to do it. Later on, I decided to become a teacher. Then I went to the, the school for teachers, actually. And on some days, I used to teach in the poor neighborhoods to the adults who were not able to go to school and they were working in the fields or in other places. And again, still I wasn't graduated, but I enjoyed teaching them. So that was why I decided to go for it. I love what I do. I love my students, no matter what age, no matter what position, no matter what level, they are all my students. Thank you. And you know, Senora, I think one of the interesting parts about your life is, you know, as you say here, you know, you did grow up in a very privileged circumstance, but you always made time, you know, and look in terms of Catholic social teaching, really to sort of help other people in there. And that was part of sort of your whole life on there. I thought that was a very interesting part of what you did, and I did not know that part of your own story, but you're right. even when you were in, was it in, um, was it in Ecuador or Peru? No, in no. Colombia. Oh, Colombia, yeah. Well, I know that, but I mean, but you, you, you and your husband spent time. Okay, we went to Ecuador, but that's, that's right. another Okay, episode. that's another story, okay. <laughs> that's another story <laughs> of my life. <laughs> how, many, how many episodes are there? Senora. Well, there are many, but if you help me to guide, otherwise, uh, the minutes <laughs> that we have would not be enough to tell. Senora has many great, I mean, it's an amazing collection of stories that the, some of the students have shared with me, um, and there's just many in there. So, yeah, we, we have to sort of limit it because there's so many. Right. Well, in Ecuador, the reason was because my husband yes. was uh, transferred there, and he was the Danish consul there. 
So that was a Cinderella time in my life, attending more social activities, sometimes to places that I didn't know who the hostess was. But anyway, I had to be next to him all the time. But at the beginning, it was a very interesting life. But afterwards, I got a little bit tired of that activity because you were just follow everywhere, every movement that you did, which I didn't like it. Secondly, it was a society of very rich people who really own the majority of the business, the banking, etc and very poor people as well. Mm. And we were kind of in the middle. We were not rich, but we landed into the rich people <laughs> for casualty. And I was also managing a company that my parents had, so I decided to do a branch of the business. So I got into the business without knowing what I was doing, but I had very good people around me. I have engineers and accountants that helped me to do the job, and I learned it along the line. But that was actually what we did in Ecuador. My daughter was growing up, and we didn't want to continue being there. So my husband got an offer from the United States for a company that he represented to come here. And then we came to the United States for that reason, uh, for his job. We were in Florida. I didn't speak English more than good morning, hello, my name is whatever in high school I learned. I still don't know all about English, but okay, I can pantomime if necessary. <laughs> you okay, you... You, you accept it. Huh? No, I don't accept it, I'm very impressed. Oh, thank you so much. So that's why we came to the States. I studied my English classes. I was a quite disciplined person. And I have to say why I studied, otherwise I wouldn't be speaking with you right now because my husband used to do everything for me. One day he said, listen, you are at home just taking care of the kids. You need to talk with the people. And I, I am a Colombian pretty much in blood. And I thought, I'm going to show him that I don't need him. <laughs> and that's why I started <laughs> my, <laughs> my English. So I started first in the churches. Then after um, I went to school, and then I went to the community college and I started kind of talking better with my neighbors. Uh, sometimes they understood me, sometimes they didn't, but I didn't mind. I just continued doing it. Then I went to the business school to learn what I did before, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and uh, when my English got better, so we moved here to St. Louis, actually, and I started at Webster University to do my certifications. And I have taught before in Colombia in the French school. And then I actually decided to go into the teaching again. Uh, Western University hired me on the spot. I taught for 25 years. Right. And then at the same time, I was teaching at Meramec. I taught there for 20 years. And here I have been almost 20 years and I love it. Now, how did you find your way to visitation? Well, actually, my husband was retired for health issues, and then the income was not exactly what he was making, but as I had a career, so I decided to find a job. The first year in visitation, I came a part-time, and without mentioning names, somebody, they told me I had to do exactly what they were doing in other classes. I didn't like it. The following year, 
They hired me as a full-time, and I decided to be myself mm -hmm. for several reasons, because here in, in the installation, we are who we are. And then the chairperson at that time said, oh, you are learning how to teach. And I said, well, it's because I can be myself. It's a great story. Oh, well, I forgot about my France trip. I was sent, I was teaching in Colombia in the French school, actually Louis Pasteur. And the time that uh, the general de Gaulle, Charles de Gaulle came and visited the school. And I guess the principal recommended two teachers a friend of mine and I, and sent us to France to compare the education between Colombia and France. Did you say Charles de Gaulle? Yes. Yes. Wow, you know him? Yes, at that time. And then we were in three occasions, and then sometimes he said, oh, I know you. He was very it's tall. It's an amazing story. Anyway, we were two years in France, my friend and I, studying from the kindergarten until the university and correspondence courses that they did and so forth. So we were analyzing the two uh, programs, mm -hmm. the Colombian program education and the, uh, also the French one. So my friend got married with a Frenchman and I went to Denmark and I got married with a Danish and I guess that they never will send two more single persons. <laughs> to I think it ended well. I met your husband at the at homecoming. What a charming gentleman. So no, I think that was a good trip. I would think you should do more of that. Yeah, that was definitely a, a, a good trip of education and uh, growing up as such and aiming to do more into the education because mm -hmm. that's what I really wanted to do, no doubt about. And then I am here and I love my girls and they learn. Sometimes they suffer through my classes because I force them to learn. But uh, I have a lot of really rewards from them when they get out of the school, then I get messages that, that I did a decent job. <laughs> well, you know, just by way of there, when I, I've been at several alumni events, and there's always a crowd around you of kids, and they are so excited um, about continuing their Spanish, how good their Spanish is. And some of those who aren't studying Spanish in college want to come back to study Spanish, really inspired by you. So that's really impressive. That's very impressive. Thank you so much. Well. When you love what you do, you try to do your best. And I don't have talents. And I think that my only basic talent is the teaching. I inspire the girls. Besides teaching Spanish, I am forming a group of ladies in the salation spirit and the virtues. They learn discipline. They learn responsibility. They learn honesty. Probably the way that I do the classes. I give a lot of responsibility for their acts and when they do things that they shouldn't, I let them know and they react very positive about. So it's, it's not only the language or the culture, it's just a lot more into the teaching. Well, and they know that you love them and that's what's important. Yes. So, well, we're running out of time, but we always ask these two questions at the end. Who's your favorite saint? Believe it or not, I have a couple, but probably the Madre Teresa. Hmm. I kind of follow her a lot of what she did yeah. for the poor people and so forth. Great. And then our final question, one, our, our tradition on the show is that we have our current guests select our next guest. So 
Have you given any thought to who you think should be next on Two Peas in a Podcast? Well, there are so many people. I know. Yes, that I is know. very difficult. And maybe I go out of the ordinary. We would have expected that of you, so that's good. Yes. You expect that? I yes. yes. Out of the regularity? Well, I was thinking about Team Renz. Okay. Wow, that's a great one. Team yeah, Renz, Tim, yeah. That's awesome. I think we'll, it'll be hard to get him, but I think we'll just force him to sit down. <laughs> and Tim is a force of nature. He's always around doing something around campus. And he's but that's... the one that keeps us warm or keeps yes, us he does. cold. Yes. And clean the outside and repair everything. So he's really helping a lot of us to to feel comfortable in the building. Yes. And then coming here and make sure that they clean the snow on the ice. I think that is a person that deserves from the outside. That's a great choice. Of course, there are a lot of teachers and students. There are a lot of people that I could mention. But it's hard to pick just one, isn't it? Because there's so many good people. It is difficult. Select from, so that's But wonderful. I thought, well, I go out of the ordinary and look into order. Como siempre, señora. Gracias Como siempre. por todo. Until next time, everyone, this is David Cologne. And Danielle Harrison. We are two peas in a podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. And thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs>